You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Q&E Podcast, and you're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And I got Edgar on the other line. Edgar, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q&E Podcast. We got a good show coming for y'all, man. We got some good current events and entertainment topics for y'all. The NFL is back, man. We got the Hall of Fame game. I I believe it's tonight, Thursday night, you know what I'm saying? Jags and the The Raiders. Raiders. Mm -hmm. So, hey, man, no more more non-football podcasts for for a minute. We got y'all for the whole rest of the year. Because we about to get into the busy period where it's like, okay, it's going to be NFL, college football. Then soon after that, it's going to be the NBA, college basketball. So we're starting to get into the, the beginning of the busy period, man. So definitely excited for what's to come. We should be having an NFL preview uh, podcast summit soon, uh, coming soon. I know we're going to do a live stream for that. Have a couple of listeners come on, hop on, chop it up with us, and just get y'all takes off about what's going to happen in this upcoming season. So definitely be prepared for that. Also, we do have merch on the way, so definitely be looking forward to that very, very soon. Very, very soon. Edgar has one of the samples right there, uh, wearing it uh, for the visual podcast uh, listeners, but we will have more shirts coming soon, so definitely tap into that very, very soon. Definitely proud of it, because we've been, how long have we been trying to do this for, like, a Two year? years. Yeah, like two years we were trying to look for merch, but we've been trying to find the right material, the right design, the right person to do it. So everything is starting to fall into place now. So I'm definitely excited for it. So definitely definitely, getting the money to do it, too. (laughs) (laughs) That that definitely helps for sure. That definitely helps for sure. But the first topic I want to dive into is Bill Russell. Definitely want to say thoughts and prayers to his family and rest in peace. Edgar, I know you're somebody who's big on Bill Russell and his impact because of your father and things like that. I just want you to dive into him and how do you feel about his death? Man, we we lost a legend, bro. Like, it's it's one of those things where it's like he was up in age. So, I mean, we ain't surprised he passed, but it's just, it's one of those things that you can never prepare for. No matter how old someone gets, like, when they have the type of impact that Bill Russell had, you just think they're going to live forever, you know? Like, with Kobe, he was way too young. And then with Bill Russell, it's like we just weren't ready to let him go, you know? So, it's another situation where we just weren't ready for it you know he was up in his 80s but the way this man touched so many different generations of fans and and the culture of basketball and so many different players like I I was just watching the um I think it was a it was a sit-down interview he had with Kevin Garnett you know and it was just the talk that he had with players like that and just the Celtics organization and all the other types of players he's touched uh one of my favorite older generation players because bro you you can't tell the history of basketball without Bill Russell, bro. The first notable, the first notable black player of the NBA, the first black head coach, the first player head coach. Like it, it's just so many different things. He was the first of huge social justice advocate, you know, playing in one of the most racist cities. But, say, yeah. And on top of that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So he, he just broke so many barriers and just paved the way for so many people that we come to know and love, like Will Chamberlain, Dr. J, then going to the Magic Bird era, all the way to the modern era of basketball. So 
RIP to Bill Russell, one of my dad's favorite players. My dad's, he just turned 71 last week, you know what I'm saying? So he definitely got to see Bill Russell play and see the impact he had. And it's just a big loss on the NBA community. Yeah, man. And it's crazy when it, when era, when certain people die, you start to see all of the, the videos come out on social media, the interviews and stuff like that. And it really just hurts because he has such a connection with the, the generations after him. When you look at interviews, like you said, with Kevin Garnett, or even when he was giving out the trophies during the final celebrations, he was taking pictures with the players. Like his interactions with the, the younger generation of players were just always so dope. He just had so much respect throughout the league. And he honestly might be the toughest player to ever play the game of basketball because what you said earlier, what he had to go through just to play the game of basketball in Boston of all places to break down those barriers and then to become the first black coach and everything that he became after that. It's just, it's just, it's, it hurts to see. So definitely RIP to Bill Russell. Thank you for everything that you've done and definitely thoughts and prayers with his family once again, man. Definitely a loss in the NBA community, bro. Definitely and the most winning athlete of all time True. across all sports, 11 rings. I, I know, you know, it was the ABA and then the NBA. A lot of people <laughs> nowadays like to say, do we really count those rings? Or, hey, bro, chips are chips at yep. the end of the day. Yep. You, you were in an organization playing organized sports where championships mattered and you won your chips. And you won in both. You won before it was the NBA, then you won when it became the NBA. So we, we got to count it all, bro. So the most winning athlete, the winningest athlete of all time, Bill Russell, man, RIP. Rest in peace, man. Moving on to some NFL news, we have the Kyler Murray contract extension. So he just received a five-year, $230 million contract, and that is about $46 million, something in that range. But definitely shout out to, to Kyler Murray for getting his contract because I know it was a real tough act to follow when Patrick Mahomes got that $50 million or that $500 million contract extension a couple years back. Everybody was kind of on their toes on who would be next. Kyler Murray was on a lot of people's minds. Lamar Jackson was on a lot of people's minds. So definitely show the shout out to Kyler Murray for finally getting his extension. But a big thing that was surrounding his extension and his contract was a certain stipulation that was put in his original contract, which was the independent study clause that basically said that he would have to study a certain amount of hours worth of film each week to be able to get the maximum number or maximum uh, dollar amount in his contract which is something that a lot of people took offense to because we never seen that in a contract before. But the first time somebody puts it in, in a contract, it's for a black quarterback, somebody who's produced in this NFL, in the NFL at a high level. You're going to tell me he hasn't studied before or he's never had a studying background. Uh, Everybody had to question that, that a little bit. I black car with that, bro. I, ain't I will have to put a black car with that. Nobody's ever nah, seen bro. that before, bro. Because there's been plenty of worse talented black quarterbacks that have never had that happen to. I, I can't pull the black card with this. They could have nah, pulled this. Bro. Well, and, and when I say worse, I don't I don't mean like every player I'm gonna name is worse, but just just hear me out with what I'm saying. They didn't do it with Cam Newton. Cam Newton was very verbal that he was not the most film watching person in any locker room he was in. He watched film, but he was never like that. Jameis Winston didn't play. Jameis Winston throw two touchdowns. He had a two touchdown 
two interception, three interception ratio, and no one ever questioned how much film James. This is this, this is my question, like, but we already it, know there's a, a stereotype black with black quarterbacks, though, bro. It's a stereotype behind that. Lamar that has never had this athletic. put on him or anything. We don't know. Bro. That's why I said, why is when it's the first time it happens, it's a black quarterback. We have to I ain't pulling that, the black car with that. I'm bro. pulling the black car, bro. Are you doing? Are you doing it to a white quarterback? Are you doing it to a white quarterback? What you mean? Are you pulling out this study clause for a, a white quarterback? We would never see that, bro. We would never see that. I ain't pulling the black card with it. I'm pulling now, the if this black has card, happened bro. several times with other black quarterbacks, it ain't even got to happen several. If the if there if this has happened before with another black quarterback and it's only two quarter black quarterbacks this has happened to, then I'm like, oh, okay, y'all only picking and choosing black quarterbacks to do this to. But it's the the NFL is over seventy percent African American, bro. It's like we we can't get mad bro. that the first person this happens to is a black person. In but the it's NFL the stereotype of black quarterbacks, though, bro. That's what I say you, you can have the majority black players, but it's the respect that comes with being a black quarterback. Are you going to tell me that Kyler Murray doesn't study film when he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league? Why is bro, there a study? I, clause? I if if Kyler Murray was white, let me tell let me ask you this then, bro. If Kyler Murray is white, would he have an independent study clause in his contract? I don't know. No, I don't bro, know. He, I would really don't. he would not, bro. I feel like but he we would can't not. pull the race car. I'm pulling when it the race never car. Never happened bro. to any I'm other black race QB, car, bro. Because it's a still the black QBs, that, that goes with bro. It. All the black QBs they could have pulled this out with, and they have never pulled it out. This is the first time this is ever. First off, Kyler, I'm, I'm in total defense of Kyler Murray. I don't want anybody to get the idea that I'm against Kyler on this because I think he watches enough film. And, and let me say this before I make my second point. Not everybody is a film junkie, bro. Like, 90% of the people in any sports league that you talk to, they're not film junkies. Yeah, you got a LeBron here or a Brady here where it's like, yeah, they're they're watching six hours extra film than everybody else. But not everybody is like that. Not everybody is Kobe. Not everybody is LeBron. Not everybody is Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes to where they're, okay, we watched four hours of film with the team. Now I'm going to watch an extra six, seven hours by myself. Not everybody is like that. You have to have a special DNA to be like that. So is Kyler Murray doing that? No, probably not. But there's plenty of other quarterbacks who are also not doing that. It's plenty of other players, period, who aren't. So I'm in defense of him of that. But I'm mad he signed the contract, even though it said that in the contract. If you felt offended by it, why sign it? You signing it means, oh, damn, they may have a point. Because they're gonna give you the money anyway, bro. We're in a time now where I don't know, bro. Maybe that's what he needed to to get to the maximum number of dollars, Con- bro. Contracts are only gonna get bigger. They need Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray knows they that. do. They ain't but go I'm out there you. and find another Kyler right now. He they baked said, it into no, the contract. He could have said, "I'm not signing this until y'all take that out." No, and he would have took it out. He could have, and they they would have took it out, bro. So you signing it while it's in there, and then you throwing an attitude of. I can't believe they put that. It's laughable that you signed it. If it's laughable, why sign it? They're gonna pay you the money regardless. That's my take on it. Is that is that something where they're not reading the full terms of the contract and you realize after the fact that damn, I have this study clause in here and he probably didn't even know he just signed it because he see five year two thirty on the dotted line. Maybe he's not well, that's reading his, it fully. That's his lawyer fault or whoever he got. That's what I'm saying because it because I I see what you're saying because it wouldn't make sense if you signed it then after the fact you saying damn why they doing this to me because that means you really didn't fully read your contract to know that it was in there the whole time. 
So something definitely was going on where you didn't read it or you was cool with what was going on with the situation. I still feel like it's a stereotype that goes with it because this has been a stereotype for so long with black quarterbacks. They don't study. They just use their athleticism. And I feel like it was kind of harped on Kyler Murray. It just was so perfectly baked into this situation of like, damn, why was Kyler Murray the example with this? We've seen so many other quarterbacks not have the talent, not have the skill. You know how quick they could have did this with Lamar as soon as he got in the league, bro? And the fact that he but hasn't fact, had it's the funny. success he should have, they could have easily did this with Lamar. It's but funny. why do it with Kyler Murray, who, at least as far as we know, is a little bit more intellectual with football than maybe a Lamar Jackson? This is, this is another point I wanted to make. Who else would be as bold as the Arizona Cardinals were to put that in a contract? That's a bold-ass statement to say, you know what? We feel like you aren't doing this enough or we're going to put a study clause in there just in, just because we want you to do this to a certain amount, do a study for a certain amount of hours. That's bold to put in somebody's contract, bro, because that's a slight to whoever signed it, to whatever quarterback. And I think it just shows something that it's a black quarterback is the first person that you put that stipulation in his contract. It's like, damn, bro, you trying to tell me that Kyler Murray don't study when he wanted the best quarterbacks? This nigga was undefeated halfway through last year. And you telling me he don't study? Like, come on, bro. Something ain't adding up. Either Kyler ain't reading the contract fully, and that's why he said something after the fact that, oh, he felt the way about it. Or now y'all, y'all doing something with Kyler that y'all, it's a disrespect or in a disconnect right there about how many hours that he's studying, bro. Cause you can't tell me that man ain't studying. He's just going out here with his gifted, his gifted talents and he's making it do what I was I was just gonna say he probably watching just enough film and it's always a different standard with quarterbacks bro we're never gonna hear this about a wide receiver or a linebacker or or a d-line or the quarterback position has to be mentioned now this is something I will say the quarterback position is the one position that I'm expecting you to want to study a little bit more than everybody else of, and like I, I just made the point before, everybody ain't Brady, everybody ain't Peyton Manning. We ain't all expecting you to do this. But as a quarterback, you have to have that extra oomph in you to want to study more. Like as a quarterback, you shouldn't want to just do the time that everybody is doing in film and then you go about the rest of your day. They're probably looking for you and probably see it in you that, damn, maybe if he just do two or three more extra hours, he could be even better than what he is now. So you got to think about it that way too. But, I, but I has think that Kyler been his problem enough though? Watching enough. But has that really been Kyler's problem? To me, it really hasn't been Kyler's problem in his first few years in the league. I feel like injuries the last couple of seasons have really been the oh, biggest, yeah. biggest downfall of Kyler because in the last season or the year before last, he got hurt when they were like 11 and one. Then they ended up losing in the first round. And then last year, they were undefeated halfway through the year. And then they tailed off once again. And I don't even remember if they made the playoffs or not. So it's more so injuries with him. So it just felt so weird that a contract stipulation about studying, bro, like that's the biggest problem that you have with Kyler Murray. Maybe I agree with you. Maybe he's not studying enough. But I just think it's a hell of a coincidence. That it's a black quarterback that has this stipulation in there, bro. I'm pulling a black card, bro, because I really do not feel that they would have been bold enough to do this to a white quarterback. I don't think they would have, bro. If Kyler Murray was white, they're not putting that in his contract, bro. Somebody I don't think they do. Now, one thing I will agree with you with, somebody white that they could have did this with, Baker Mayfield, when he was going through that Odell Beckham situation, 
when it was clearly filmed that you're clearly not seeing these routes being ran in front of you, I wouldn't have been surprised if the Cleveland Browns said, hey, bro, if we sign you back, we need you to watch X amount of film on these specific receivers. Because the way that man ignored Odell Beckham Jr. the whole time, I would have questioned his film watching ability at that time. And it was more so like Armstrong too. It was like kind of it was timing and Armstrong when it came to that Odell Baker situation too. That's probably why they traded him because they were like, we don't even want to try you with this study clause. We gonna just <laughs> ship you off to Carolina and they finna deal with you. So I don't know, bro. It's just, it was just a weird situation that happened. But they eventually ended up taking out that clause because they got so much backlash for it. So they ended up taking it out anyway. Which so is why I'm saying if you knew that 30. was in there. If you knew that was in there, all you had to do was say, I'm not signing this un- until because they would have got backlash either way. Because yeah. news would have got out that Kyler would have got presented a contract and didn't sign it. News still would have broke out what was in the contract, whether you signed it and talked about it after or didn't sign it and made them take it out. That news was going to get out there and it would have been in your favor at that point if you didn't sign it because everybody would have been on your side. But it's a lot of people looking at you crazy right now, Colin, because it's like, hey, you feel offended by it, but you signed it and accepted it. Quarterback contracts are only going to get higher and higher and higher as the years go. We're never going to see a dip in quarterback money. So it ain't like he would have risked anything by not signing it at that point. Also, talking about this Colin Murray situation, bro. There was a lot of people that were telling me when he ended up picking the NFL a few years back that he would not make as much money in the NFL than he would be in the MLB. And him getting this type of contract just proves that when you're a quarterback in this league, bro, you're easily going to get more than that baseball money, bro. I'm sorry, because I am i don't think he would have been a top player in the MLB. He probably oh, would have no. been he, a middle. He, got that cheese. he, he wouldn't have got, got no cheese like this. Hell he no. He would have not got no cheese. Five years, 230? That's 46 got a year. He would have got 230 in his sleep. In the MLB. It would have been spread. What? Now, one thing I will agree with, it would have been spread out. He would have had He's to do not one getting of those 46 million a contracts. year, bro. That's He's what I'm not saying. getting 46 he, million. He wouldn't got he would have got the same type of contract, it just would have been longer. That's oh, so why you're I saying it would have been like at. a 10-year 230. It would have been like a 10-year. No, it, it would have been higher than 230. Kyler would have got over 230 M's in the MLB. I'm telling you, when you're a quarterback in the NFL, it's a more likely or a higher chance that you will get paid way more money than what you are in the uh, in baseball, bro. Even if you're one of the best players, what who who did we just talk about a couple of days ago, bro? He was offered like a he was offered a 440 million dollar deal over 15 years. Was that Juan Soto or was that somebody else? Yes. I'm forgetting. Yo, I think Soto, it was. I, I think it was Juan yes. Soto. I think he just got traded to the Padres. He got yes. offered a 15-year, $440 million deal. It looks crazy on paper because $440 million. But when you put out the, well, the average a year, years, yeah, exactly, it's only $30 million. So Kyler would be making more money annually, and he's going to continue to get more contracts the more he plays. And if he continues to play well, if he just keeps with the football shit. And that's what I was saying back when he was coming into the NFL because so many people were questioning that decision of, oh, he picking a wrong sport. He got to go pick that baseball money. It's like, bro, it's more when you're a quarterback, it's more money out there for you, bro. I really believe that still. I still with somebody. It, I still you, tell get, you get it in a shorter amount of time. I think it's the, it'll be the same amount of money. You just get it quicker with the NFL, which is which is always better. If you can get 230 M's in five years as opposed to seven, eight, like, nine, yeah. ten. Then, then, yeah, I would take that. Because he's going to get another I, one. I, 
yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and say he gonna make more money in the NFL than he would have in the MLB. I think nah, he would've. we. He I would've. see people in the MLB making like 300 ills, like it ain't nothing. Granted, it'd be over long ass contract periods, mm-hmm. which I think is stupid, but they still be touching the. But same how good of, of a player do you have to be to be up in that? Juan Soto range of getting 400 like that's like Mike Trout money bro Aaron Judge money like you have to be a top 10 player who touching those type of Mookie Betts type player like are we saying that Kyler we won't we don't know but it's like damn we said Kyler would have been there I think it's easier to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league then it's like bro to get that type of M you got to be like a top 10 player in the MLB bro to be to get that type of money, you just got to be a top ten NFL quarterback. We see Garoppolo getting thirty M's a year. We seeing Kirk Cousins touch thirty M's a year, and that's what these top MLB players are touching. So even if you're not the best quarterback in the league, if you just top fifteen, you touching thirty M's at least. Derek Carr just got what thirty five. Yeah. Derek Carr fringe top ten. Like it's just I, I I truly still believe that it's just easier to get uh more money in the NFL. I still believe that. And moving on, I did want to talk about the Lamar Jackson point of this conversation because it's a lot of hesitancy when it comes to his contract. It looks like from the Baltimore Ravens because uh, he feels his he was up for a contract extension this summer, and they've been going back and forth with negotiation. Is nothing has been hammered out since? Like, why are they being so hesitant to give Lamar this type of deal? I think it's just because I. I don't believe so. I think he's proving himself enough as time goes, but maybe they're looking at it as he has a lot more to prove, you know, and I think Lamar still has a lot to prove, but not in a negative connotation. I think the Ravens are looking at it negatively. Like, Hey, he's still got a lot to prove. We still got to have way more playoff success. Uh, They want to see him have a lot more hero type comeback wins. Who who, who did we just talk about though, bro? Who did we just talk about? Kyler. And has he done more than Kyler? Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Barring injury? Barring yes. injury? Uh, He's got an MVP. He's got playoff yeah, W's. Like, Lamar Jackson has done more than Kyler, but Kyler just got 46. And they both run with the football. They both can throw the ball. So what are we questioning? When you just – somebody just gave Kyler 46 M's, bro. Uh, he's going to get it. I think they're just going to be very reluctant to give it to him. Because like I said, bro, the quarterback market, it, it's only going up. You can't downsize anybody quarterback contract at this point. You got to at least pay. You got to pay what at least Kirk I think it's a cap Cousin on it is. for now. I think it's a cap on it for now, though. I Pat, think 50, Patrick Mahomes I think, is the cap. Exactly. The He's cap. the cap. 50 million is the cap. You can't get above Pat oh, Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the yeah. cap. But yeah, everybody will like follow. Unless you win like three Super Bowls in a row, you're not Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So Patrick Mahomes is definitely the cap at 50, but everybody else can follow behind him. But that's that's and that's my point. That's why I bring it up with Lamar, bro. Of like, because Kyler Murray just got this deal, bro. And Lamar has done more. So what are we doing? And with the Ravens. He is literally your whole offense. This y'all don't be getting yeah, him true. no wide receiver help. Y'all just traded his best wide receiver to Arizona, and now y'all y'all didn't replace him at all. All he got now is Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews. It's like, bro, we've been asking for more weapons for Lamar Jackson for years. Y'all not adding nothing to it. He's already your your most productive rusher. What are we doing? He's already your whole offense, and you don't want to pay him. And what he's the doing? most valuable. I ain't even gonna lie. He's the most valuable player in the league. Yes. 
even whether he gets the reward or award or not, he's the most valuable player in the league. If Lamar Jackson goes down, the Baltimore Ravens become completely irrelevant. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. And that's why I asked this question. Why y'all playing with this man money? Because you know what's going to happen if they keep playing with it? Where he going to end up? Back at the crib. He going to end up right at Miami with Tyreek Hill and them young boys ready to eat. So y'all better stop playing with him before he go back home for real. Because I think if they don't sign him to a contract extension before the season starts, I think it starts to become more of a question of like, oh, Lamar, Lamar might really leave. Because that would be like his last year before the contract is up. I think there will be trade talks or like talks of him starting to actually leave out that door if they stop playing, if they don't start playing with his money, bro. Because that is ridiculous, dog. I really think it's ridiculous. They, they're going to be very reluctant to give it to him, but I think eventually they will because they're, they're going to understand exactly what we're saying right now. It's like, yeah, he may not be proving what we want him to prove to us, but who who else has a team solely relying on a quarterback like we are right now? Like, I can't name any other team in the NFL who is just relying on a quarterback like that. And when you think about top quarterbacks in the league, bro, he's still up there. Like, other than in the AFC, you still got Mahomes, you got Josh Allen, but he's still top three, top four in that in that conference. So it's like he should be getting the same around the same amount of money that they are getting in the AFC. So I don't know, bro. It's just weird that they playing with his money once again. They I probably need to throw out this year though, bro, because the, the competition is deep in the AFC now. Because ain't just Mahomes no, and Josh is. Allen yeah, no yeah, more. Yeah. You got Russ over there, yeah. Herbert coming back, looking yeah. crazy. You know, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? yeah, bro. It, Yo, Tanny Wagon boy, he might have a good season again. Nah, Lamar they finna be trash. <laughs> no, no, the, the, the Titans might be trash. I'm just yeah. talking about Tannehill. Oh, Tannehill okay, might, yeah, yeah. might put the team on his back again, other than Derrick Henry, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because oh yeah, because that was a terrible season last year for the Titans. <laughs> I mean, it was a good se- season for the Titans, but it was like Julio was hurt the whole last year. AJ Brown was hurt the whole last year. Hopefully, Tanny gets some type of help over there, man. But let's move forward with uh, the Deshaun Watson suspension. So it was a ruling that came out earlier this week that he will be suspended for six games. But the NFL appealed that decision two days later because they want to they want him to be suspended for a year or they want him to be suspended indefinitely for all of the sexual assault allegations. I think it got up to 24 to 26 allegations. So it's, it's only standing at six right now. He practiced this week with the teams, but it's still kind of up in the air because the NFL really wants to extend it. Yeah, I I was very shocked that he only got six. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm not shocked. I was shocked, bro. I was shocked. He got six games and no fines. Like, I was like, bro, the NFL just never ceases. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, Calvin Ridley got a 17-game suspension. Just for betting on himself, just for betting money on himself, but sexual sexual assault allegations, possibly he might do time for real. And y'all only suspend him six games, and he can still practice. He don't get no money taken away, and he's still gonna walk away with forty six m's at the end of the year. That's crazy as hell, bro. Like that is like I don't know what to say. That's only the NFL, bro. Only yeah. the NFL. <laughs> Cause and that's why I was so surprised that he only got six games, bro. Like that's wild, especially after all of the conversations I was hearing. I was hearing that he was going to get at least a year, maybe two, for all of these allegations because it was so many. 
even though he wasn't proved, he was proven not guilty though. And I think that's why yeah. he only got the six games because he was proven not guilty. But just more women continue to uh, obviously put the allegations against him. So it's still kind of up in the air with their cases. But I think him being proven not guilty was kind of a, a weighing factor when he only got six games. But the NFL wants to prove a point with Deshaun. And I think that's why they really appealed it to extend it because they want to make sure like this, if this happens again, like it's going to be a year suspension. You will not expect to be back soon. They're trying to set a precedent with him. Even though the, the lawyers only, or the, the court only say six games, they're trying to set a precedent. And I think that's what it is really about. And, and I can't be mad at it, bro, because we've had the conversation before. If you got 24 to 26 people saying you did something, at least one of these people are telling the truth. At least one. And the fact that one of the original girls, I think, is still, like, really trying to, uh, what you call it, get him locked up for this. Like, now nah, all the rest of them, for the most part, they took they settled in and walked on and went on about their day. Mm -hmm. But one or two of the original people who came out and said something are still trying to get you, bro. So it's like, hey, you, you did this to at least one person. And that one person is worth 20 to 30 people. You know, mm -hmm. so I, I, I feel for Deshaun. And I don't like seeing black quarterbacks in situations like this. But, hey, I can't be mad at the NFL if they really do try to clean up their act of letting people slide with shit and really trying to make an example out of the Sean And it's going to be even worse for, like, obviously we see domestic violence happen more than anything in the NFL. But they're going to start setting precedents with those, too. So, like, everything will start to get hammered out more. Like, it's not going to be a two-game suspension or you just went to jail for domestic violence and you playing the next game. Like, the NFL is really trying yeah. to change their reputation from what it used to be. Like, no, you're actually going to get punished for this. You're not going to get paid for these games that, obviously, you got arrested or in the same period. Like, no. Like, it's going to start to become way more precedence now. And I, and like you said, I cannot be mad at it. It just hurts to see my man Deshaun not playing, bro. Because he, just he like, only missed like... He only missing like what three hundred bands for missing six games. That's nothing to the contract. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's crazy with the whole situation though because I wonder if the six games had something to do with him missing the entire last season too. That was something I also thought about because he didn't play last year. Then I'm like six games, so it's like he really missed twenty three games. But it's like, are we counting last year? Or are we just trying to set the precedent for? okay, no, the full punishment for the allegations will be a full year for this year. Because last year was more so like the trial was just getting started. It was a contract yeah. situation. Uh, it, he was still in talks to get traded last season, but he still didn't play at all. So I, I don't know if you want to view that as a punishment or just contract negotiations, but this year they might just try to set the precedent with like a full year for the allegations, mm. period. You know, So I don't know. It's a, it's a tricky situation with Deshaun, bro. I want to see him back, but Damn, he he gotta he gotta do he gotta he gotta serve some time for it. You gotta do something for it. Facts. Gotta do something. Moving forward, we got the Dolphins got hit with some tampering, uh, some tampering cases earlier this week. They lost a 2023 first round pick and they lost a 2024 third round pick because of the talks they, they were trying to have with Tom Brady in 2019 regarding him. Uh, potentially being a partner in the organization if he would have come to Miami. Uh, all of that was tampering because he, I think he was still in under contract with the, he was still under contract with the, the Patriots the at that Patriots time. Still. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was, they considered that tampering. So the Dolphins really got hit hard. Too. 
They, they did? With him last, while he was on the Bucks. They oh, wow. Him I did yep. not know that. Damn. And a, a lot of this information came out. And shout out to Brian Flores, bro. We ain't forget about you, bro. I knew this was going to happen. All that Brian Flores shit got swept <laughs> under the rug. We don't hear about Facts. none of his case stuff Facts. going on right now. But a lot of this came out due to his court um appearances and a lot of information that's coming out with what he got going on. So shout out to Brian Flores. Shout out for um shout out to him for giving us the truth and letting us know like what we be conspiracy conspiracy theorizing and all that. It really be true. So and the thing about Brian Flores, are they gonna pay him or like what what is gonna happen with his situation? Cause I know his trial is still know. going on. Cause like yeah, you said, they swept it under it. the rug so smooth. Like we all knew they were gonna do. The NFL is known for doing this, sweeping it under the rug. But like what's gonna happen with him from now on? Is he gonna get another job? I heard he was in contact with uh uh Mike Tomlin at some point to be a part of the Pittsburgh coaching staff, but it's like, is he gonna be blackballed now? With all of this coming out, with I the wouldn't tampering. be surprised. It's like, damn, bro. And why is that a thing, bro? When you when you challenge the NFL, they gotta blackball you completely. It's like, damn, I can't challenge you to the point where it's like I can't get back in favor. I can't get back in the position I was in. Bro, a lot of them NFL owners and executives got that good old boy mindset. I'm telling, like, they got that good old boy mindset, and until. We get out of that generation of owners and whatnot. Once all these owners move on and we got a new, fresh era of owners and executives and whatnot who are more modern to society now, it's going to continue to be that way. You still got executives that come out and, you know, talk about the whole, uh, they don't call them slaves, but, you, oh, the jailhouse thing. Like, I'm, I'm the jailhouse owner. Y'all are the inmates or whatever. Like, when you still got people in your executive offices saying stuff like that, I can't be surprised if y'all blackballing people for speaking up against what you got going on. You know, this is just as big of a blackball if it does happen for real, and I think it will, as the Colin Kaepernick situation. Colin Kaepernick stood up against racial injustice across all of America. NFL said, nah, we ain't having none of that. Like, you can support whatever you want to support, but the fact that you messing up the quote-unquote integrity of our game, nah, you got to get out of here. Brian Flores did another extreme of unleashing the secrets that we all knew was happening for real, but he gave us full-blown certification that is actually happening. So the NFL, I won't be surprised if they don't let him coach again. I'd be shocked if he is on a coaching staff at a high position. Now, if he like a special teams coach or a strength and conditioning coach, I ain't, I ain't going to count that That would be real. disrespectful, bro. But if he a head coach or an assistant head coach, that would shock me. That would, bro, that would be disrespectful, bro. After he just led a team to some nine and eight seasons, 11 and five seasons, you, you an assistant head coach, you, you the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, whatever. It's like, come on, bro. He was just in position. He was leading the Dolphins back to resurgence. And now we said, oh, we, we don't care about Blind Forest. Are we going to sweep him under the rug? That's just so crazy because I say that I bring up the challenge point because that's really the culture that we're in now. You have to be challenged to improve. And a lot of leaders and like leadership exec positions, they like to be challenged because they like to uh, have the responses to certain questions because the hard hitting questions are something that have to be answered. But like you said, it's the good old mentality of like, oh, no, you're not going to disrespect me. You're not going to go against the grain. You have to just go along with everything we say type shit. So it's and, crazy. And man. this is why I say the NBA will always be way ahead of compliance and player agreements and whatnot because adam silver understands 
the standard that the NBA holds itself to. Roger Goodell and the NFL, it ain't the same way. The NFL is y'all are the players. Y'all do what we say. Y'all do what we say. And you better just be happy with it. The NBA, somebody like Carmelo Anthony or somebody can come out against the owner. And if the owner is dead ass wrong, like, we're going to rally will make him sell the, the team. <laughs> they will make him sell the team. Adam Silver would get fully behind the players yeah. and be like, hey, I can't be mad that y'all called out some BS, and we're going to support y'all in the NBA Players Association, and we're going to do whatever y'all want to make y'all happy. That is the objective of the NBA, satisfying the stars and satisfying the players, because they know that eventually leads to satisfying us, which mm-hmm. gives them more money. The NFL, their their cream of the crop owners and whatnot, that's not how they run. It's all about the shield, bro. It's all about yeah. the shield. It's and it's crazy. And it's crazy because going back to the, your Colin Kaepernick point about the racial injustice, now every time we look at the sideline, we got to see the end racism propaganda on the field. But y'all just did my man Colin Kaepernick a few years back. Y'all, y'all blackballed him for basically saying that shit. So it's exactly. so crazy, like, this, the ass backwards logic of the NFL, bro. It's it's just so retarded to me, bro. It's so fucking retarded. But uh, moving on to the next thing on the sports docket, I have Paige Beckers. So everybody knows that she is the best player on UConn's team. She went to the Final Four the past couple of years, but she tore her ACL this past week, so she will be out for the entire season. And this one hurt me, and I, that's why I put it on the docket, because I know a lot of y'all ain't into women's sports, women's college basketball, but this shit hurt me, bro, because she's literally one of my favorite players to watch, man. I'm somebody who... I don't keep up with the WNBA like I feel like I should, but I'm a fan of the great players like the Maya Morris, the Brianna Stewart's, the Paige Beckers. Like those are like a few players that I keep up with. If they're on my television screen, I'm going to watch them. So it just hurts me to see that Paige Beckers goes down and we can't see her for the entire season. Yeah, bro, that, that did hurt. I was like, damn, I hope UConn still put up somewhat of a fight. But I know she was a real powerhouse in their offensive scheme. So, yeah. And she has so much potential to be like one of the greatest players to touch uh, a basketball, especially for a women's fun. NBA when she gets there. Because she's somebody who, if she, if she would have went to the WNBA after her freshman year, she would have dominated the, yeah. the WNBA. Like, she's Let's that go. good. Like, if you guys do not know who she is, please look up Paige Beckers. Like, she is a bucket for sure. And she's not even just a bucket. She's an all-around playmaker, plays defense, assists, rebounds, whatever you need. She can really give you anything. So it just hurts to see her because she's one of the stars of the WNBA game. So it just hurts to see, bro. It really does. And moving on to social media wants to know, we have – how far are you willing to go to get off work? Yeah, bro. So my question, before I even read this, <laughs> my question to you is, what is the craziest thing you've said to your job to get off work? And if you haven't said nothing too crazy, what is the craziest thing you think you would say <laughs> to get off work? My job, Quincy, is literally at work right now. He on the road working. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've definitely used my, my grandma died a couple of times, but that's like the crazy shit. Yeah. I don't make up no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've definitely said, I, I don't know if that's crazy. I thought that was some regular shit. <laughs> I thought that was some regular shit. I've definitely used my grandma died a couple of times. My grandma died. I need a couple of days off to <laughs> deal with my family. Like, I've definitely used that a couple of times. Oh my god! I thought that was a regular shit. Like I'm not Kevin Hart gonna make up a a Deerbra story. Like no, I'm just gonna tell you (laughs) something happened in my family, and I gotta be with them right now. 
I use the hospital. I ain't never said nobody. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm at. That's where I'm going. <laughs> and then you gonna forget like six months later. I'm going to my grandma's birthday party. The one that died? Nah, the, oh, yeah, no, we, no, we have the other a, one. We, yeah, we, we yeah, have yeah, a okay. memorial birthday party. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I got like four different grandmas, bro. I got like four different grandmas, bro. Yeah, what's the craziest thing I've ever said to get off work? It might have just been saying somebody in the hospital or something like that. Some Maybe my car broke. Not my not my car, but somebody car broke down. and I got I ain't never said nobody died. I feel yeah. like that's the ultimate uh, level I've done of like, damn. You really try to get off. And it's funny because I really don't feel bad about this shit. Honestly, I feel like I should feel bad about this shit, but I really don't. I really be like, I want to get off work, my nigga. Because some of these jobs, really, you really have to have a drastic excuse not oh, to yeah, come in sure. because they're not going to accept it type shit. So it's like, oh, you got to go to extra you length. Grow, but they ain't going to pay you. Yeah, you got to go to extra length of like, hey, bro, I really can't come in. I want to, but I really can't come in right now. You feel me? So I got to deal with this. And the reason for this question is a Lollapalooza security guard faces felony charges after posting about a fake mass shooting to leave work early. <laughs> Bro, what? It says 18-year-old Janiah Williams sent a message via text now to a witness cell phone to a witness's cell phone which read mass shooting at 4 p.m. location in Lollapalooza. We have 150 targets. And I'm just like, bro, what? (laughs) You wanted to get off work that bad? You were willing to jeopardize your whole future? Yeah. (laughs) And you finna be a whole felon probably, bro, just because you wanted to get off work early. That's crazy as hell. And that's another reason why you can't wrap so many people in your lot. Because that's something that you can easily look up. Or you can ask another coworker of like, exactly. or oh, a mass shooting, or is somebody threatening the the facility or the premises? Like you can easily ask somebody else, and they can give you the answer to that. That's why you honestly got to keep everything in house. Like you're not gonna talk to my family and, about me getting off. And you pick, and as a black person, you pick the worst lot of the worst to time. try and like. It, it's like, bro, everybody is getting shot nowadays, bro. People are scared to go to grocery stores. People are scared to go to concerts. Scared to go to the movies. Like, and you. You lie about a mass shooting when it's like, it's people really out here doing this shit for real? Like, really sending these texts and not even sending texts. People just walking up, spraying, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like as funny as this is, as funny as we lie to get off work so much, I feel like that's a lie that is like, okay, you took it way too far. You you could have just left. I would have respected you more if you would have just walked <laughs> off of work and just left. As opposed to lying saying it's going to be a mass shooting, like because people used to do that when we was in high school. Remember, people used to do fake bomb threats all the time and all that shit just for oh, jokes. Oh, yeah, like, just for jokes. yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. And, and we've have never had and lockers and shit. Yeah, yeah, we've never had a school bombing, so it was like we never took it serious. It was like anybody finna bomb, you know, gives or like anybody yeah. finna do that shit for real. But like this mass shooting shit now, bro, like you can't play with that. Yeah, yeah, you honestly can't. But it's like, damn, I want to know what he wanted to do when he got off that. He had to make up that kind of lie. You know what I'm saying? Like, I that's know, what I, I, that's more so the question that I have more so than like, damn, you, you lied about the mass shit. Like, what, what, what are you trying to get See, to? Like, that nigga was trying says, to get some ass or something. It's a, it was, it was a girl. It's a, uh, Janiah was taken into custody for questioning and allegedly told detectives that she created the fake post because she wanted to leave work early. She has been charged with making a false terrorism threat, which is a felony, and Cook County Judge 
Mari Marubio ordered that she be held on $50,000 bail and she has court on Monday. Wow. It's a girl who did that. feel like some nigga shit, though. That feel like some nigga shit. That's why I'm so surprised that it was a girl who did it. I'm assuming that, that she is. crazy as hell. Yeah, that's, that's definitely crazy. But yeah, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, but can't go that far. That's why I said you got to keep everything in-house. Your your workers or your co-workers are not going to ask your family what your life situation <laughs> is. They not. You're not going to know what's going on inside of my family structure, bro. So I can lie about anything at that point. My dog it'd be died. certain jobs. It'd be certain jobs nowadays, like in their employee handbooks, they say if it's not your your one of your parents, one of your siblings, or one of your grandparents, like you don't get PTO for that. Or exactly. bereavement. They they call it bereavement time. You don't exactly. get bereavement time. So if it's your cousin or your uncle or whatever, you just gotta be okay with not getting paid while you go to the funeral. You know? Another Which is thing, crazy as hell to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Another thing that jobs have to stop doing. Y'all got to stop denying PTO high key because it's starting to get to a point where I can I can start uh, put my PTO in for like two weeks ahead. They deny it for a day. I, I know already. I already got some plans for it's like, bro, I'm going to be <laughs> off. on. The, I'm not showing up on this day, bro. Stop thinking I'm going to show up just because you denied it. Don't you already I'm gonna know. Be like I'm already, already off. Bro. I'm already <laughs> off. And then they'd be surprised that why they be calling blowing up the phone. Why you ain't here? I told y'all I got some shit to do. I don't care what you deny me, bro. I'm not finna be here. Y'all gotta stop with that you denial. You already shit, know what PTO stand for. Prepare bro. the others. Because I'm not gonna be here. Facts. Because I'm Facts, not gonna be bro. here, bro. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna be here, bro. I'm sorry. I already told you and two I'm, weeks I'm ahead. Not asking. I'm, I'm, I'm not asking. You, I'm not asking. That's my point. I'm not asking, bro. I'm going to be off this No, day. I will not be here. <laughs> I wanted to be nice. I honestly could have sprung this on you last night, but I wanted, I wanted to be nice. But you gonna deny me? All right, bitch. All right, we gonna see about that. <laughs> we gonna see about that. <laughs> and another thing I wanted to bring up for social media wants to know is, give me your top three two thousands cartoons because I seen something that you retweeted earlier from uh, Leland from RDC World was talking about yeah. the lineup from the Cartoon Network 2000s was something crazy oh, yeah. that we will never see that again. Shit, bro. That's, nobody will ever touch that. Bro, Ed, Ed, Nettie, Johnny Bravo, uh, Codename Kick Next Door. Like, we had so many back then. Think about this, bro. It's a... And this ain't even a weekend. Think about this. It's like a Thursday evening you just get home from school you did your homework already you got your shower on time because you ain't have football practice or whatever so you just at the crib on a thursday before even when tsunami came on this shit was fire but from 6 30 until tsunami came on you have this will be the lineup for the rest of the evening you'll have courage the cali dog at 6 30 cold day kids next door at 7 foster's home for imaginary friends at 7 30 total drama island at 8 and then you probably end it with what Johnny Bravo or some shit at, at eight thirty, and then you go into tsunami with Dragon Ball Z and all that. That shit was so fire, bro. That that lineup was crazy, bro. That lineup. We would never, we would never see that again, bro. We will never see that two thousand run. Like, that shit was something different, bro. That shit was something different, and that's why I asked you the question. Give me your top three for top three. the two thousands cartoons. We we just counting Cartoon Network or we counting everything, all cartoons across everything. Damn, what I want to do? Let's give let me let me give Cartoon Network love because I feel like you are gonna put SpongeBob in there and it's like nah. 
Let's well, go Cartoon Network. If we're talking across the board, SpongeBob has to be one of the best. He has to be. Now I don't want right? to. I don't want to talk about SpongeBob. So let's talk about Cartoon. But Network. um, Car- Cartoon Network, Courage the Cowardly Dog, Ed and Nettie, and what's gonna be my third? Let me look at the picture so I don't forget no shit. But Courage the Cowardly Dog, Ed Billy and Nettie. Mandy, you got Powerpuff Girls. Mm, Damn, bro. Mm. Cow and Chicken, Code Name Kicks. Uh, who else we got on here? Damn, who else? Who else? Dexter was that nigga though. Dexter, oh, Dexter, oh my goodness, bro. Mm. Yeah. Damn, who got that third spot, bro? I don't know who got that third spot for me. Billy bro. and Mandy might have that third spot for me, bro. I ain't even gonna hold you. Oh, Billy Power and Mandy Girl. had a Powerpuff Girls got number three. Powerpuff Girls number three for me, bro. Powerpuff Girls was like that, bro. And then Codename Kids Next Door at four and at five. Ooh, Teen Titans might have to go at five. I ain't even gonna lie to you. So I will have Ed and Nettie might be my one of my favorite shows of all time. So that would have to oh, be yeah, one. Oh, yeah, facts. That would have to be one. Three niggas just really hustling to get their bread. And losing it every time. Losing the money every bro. time. <laughs> that was some real shit growing up, bro. Those are literally my idols, bro. Those are my idols, bro. <laughs> had the canker sisters on that. My nigga had to deal with the girls and shit. Oh, my goodness. That's definitely number one. Courage the Cowardly Dog was two because that show was just so graphic and something that we've so never seen bro. before, bro. That's so different. That was something that we'd never seen before. And it's something that, honestly, I didn't really appreciate it when I was young because you've seen all of the graphic characters. But when you rewatch it, it ages so well, too. You watch it oh, when yeah. you're older and you're oh. still just as scared as you were when you were a kid because it's like, this shit hey. really was so crazy <laughs> and something that was so different from everything that you were seeing. I got Dexter's Laboratory at three. I would have to have Billy and Mandy at four, bro. I would have to have Billy and Mandy at four. Ugh. Powerpuff Girls. It's, it's that Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff girls it's it's kind of that five. five. Powerpuff Girls top five. It's, Don't do that, bro. Uh, it's kind of that five. The superheroes that... The, the superheroes that made girls really love action for real, bro. Like, girls weren't really into action like that. When we were that young, unless they was watching Powerpuff Girls, bro. Yeah, that's real. But I rewatched the show, and I was like, "It's it's still a it's still a good show." But it's like, damn, I feel like that shit was better growing up. I don't know. I feel like that show. I, I gotta have Teen Titans top five, bro, because that shit was just so. They made something, and and it's ageless. I mean, it's timeless too. Like I can watch Teen Titans now. And the plots still hit, bro. And that that was something that was different too. Because as kids, you ain't really in the plots when you're watching cartoons and shit. Exactly. But Teen Titans found a way to make young people really pay attention to the plot of a show. Mm -hmm. Like Teen Titans Go Now, like that's something that okay, it's superheroes just chilling in the house doing funny shit all day. But I really wish kids now would have got a chance to experience the Teen Titans we got because that shit was for real. I re I know what to replace at number five, bro. Camp Laszlo. Camp Laszlo would have to be number five, five for me, That's bro. Camp Laszlo is number five, nah. bro. Camp Laszlo was hard, but it's not Camp Laszlo was fire. Camp nah. Laszlo at five. My you boy Raj laughs to this day. Camp my boy Raj was like that. <laughs> <laughs> Camp Laszlo was the shit, bro. I would have Camp Laszlo up there, bro. 
Because we're just talking about 2000s, so we're not counting the regular show, Adventure Time, and all that shit. We're just talking oh, about nah. 2000s cartoons. But for 2000s cartoons, that would honestly would be my top five, though, bro. It's tough. Powerpuff Curls was really like that, too. Cow Chicken was like that. Codename Kid Next Door had his argument. But damn, bro. Camp Lazlo was Hell something yeah, that bro. I can still watch to this day, and that shit is still My funny, My man. top five, and then Nettie Curse the Cowley Dog, um, Teen Titans, Powerpuff Girls, and Codename Kids Next Door. Like they they were just different, bro. Them cartoons was different. All of what these was people. Other? I I am Weasel. That was. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. What 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 show was or what network was Flapjack on? Cartoon Network. Flapjack was wild. <laughs> Flapjack might be for oh shit, oh, bro. It's all starting to come back to me, bro. That boy Knuckles. It's all starting, bro. It's all starting to come back to me, bro. Oh shit. Hey, shot design, bro. We used oh. to have candy barrel jokes for days. <laughs> the candy barrel was the bro. Spot. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, that's gonna be fire. Flapjack. Flapjack is definitely fire for me, bro. Damn. That show was so fire too, bro. It you talk was. about the imagery of that show with some dope shit. And another Child one that was two. teaching lessons. Another Child one that was teaching Child lessons was to some young niggas. That was, that was some dope shit, bro. So yeah, damn. That's a tough one, bro. That's definitely a tough one. But moving on, oh no, another thing I want to talk about when you brought up Teen Titans. How do you feel about Ben 10? Were you somebody that grew up on Ben 10? You was in oh, the Ben, yeah, 10? ben 10? Ben 10 was, was hard. Nobody yeah. talks about Ben 10 enough, bro. Ben I 10 feel like was nobody fire, talks bro. about Ben 10 enough. I had a whole Omnitrix. I, I bought the Omnitrix and everything. Bro, that shit was fire. Nobody talk everybody talks about Teen Titans and all these other shows. Ben 10 gets slept on, bro. Ben 10, ben 10 was gets like slept that, bro. on, bro. It, it's, ben it was, 10 like, was like that. that. It was like that. The yeah. original 10, the original 10 aliens, nobody's touching that show. It got, it was cool once he started getting all the other aliens and shit. I still watched it a little bit, but the original 10 aliens where he was just learning all of them for real, yeah. that shit was too hard. Yeah. Yeah, that was fire, bro. <laughs> Definitely shout hard. out to my nigga. Definitely shout out to him. Uh, entertainment and current events. Moving to... Russia sentences Brittany Griner to nine years in prison. And a couple of minutes after this sentencing ended up coming out, Joe Biden ended up saying that he demands to have uh, Brittany Griner transferred or traded to the United States to obviously get her back home because this sentencing is crazy, bro. Well, she had like a, a, a mount, like THC in a bottle and she about to get nine years in Russia. You can already sell. You can already sell. Tell that this is like a political gesture, bro. They trying to make a political standpoint type thing. That's she's being used as a prop, bro. Is it though? It is. Think about this, bro. Is it really that crazy that she's getting sent to nine years for weed? Nine years. We live in a country where twenty, thirty years ago, our uncles and you know other male figures was getting ten years for weed and one crack rock, bro. 20, 30 years ago, USA was doing yeah, that, bro. But we in 2022. Like, oh, I agree. <laughs> it shouldn't be happening. But are we really that surprised that another white-run nation who is way more strict than we are is given nine years for weed when we are known to incarcerate black people for just as long for the same shit? Is that really that surprising? I don't think it should be happening. I don't think it's right. But I really wasn't surprised when I seen it when she actually got sent us. I'm like, hey, niggas getting locked up over here for weed 10 years like it was nothing. Like, you no. get, you go to jail for damn their life for a crack rock, bro. Oh, no, like, for sure. Nine years really for crazy. Sure. For sure. 
But I think she is just being used as a political prop. We already know that we're on different sides of Russia right now, especially with that whole Ukraine situation. They are just trying to prove a point. And that's what they are using her as, whether to use her in a trade or just to stick it to the United States. That's what she's being used as. Can we make some reasoning or explanation behind why she got the nine years? Maybe. But I don't even think it's good because it's 2022. I don't care what nation you in, bro. 2022, you get nine years for a last bottle of THC? I agree. It's stupid as hell, bro. I agree. Nine it, it just years? ain't shocked me. It just ain't shocked me. I, I totally I don't was think shocked, it be bro. happening. I was shocked. Because, I, 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 like I said, she's being used as a prop. And I think that's what's being so fucked up. And that's why everybody's reacting to it. Because I seen a lot of backlash last week about, oh, we're starting to we're starting to view Britney Griner as this poster child. Y'all starting to view her like Harriet Tubman. Da, 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 da. It's not like that, but we just see an injustice and we have to talk about it because we have to get her back over here, bro. Usually when injustices happen in the United States, like it's different. But when we have somebody in another country that is being treated unfairly, bro. The shit has to be talked about on a grand scale. And that's why you see Britney Griner's name everywhere because the shit is just in plain view. And everybody sees the bullshit that is happening and nothing has been done in what, six months? She's been over there since February or March? She has been damn near 200 days. Damn 200, 200. Yeah, over six months. Like, bro, yeah. come on, dog. This shit is ridiculous. She's being used as a prop. Yeah, bro, I, I think it's sad. I think we need to get her as soon as possible. I, the 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 um the commissioner of the WNBA, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, a couple other famous people and players have said a lot of things about, you know, free Britney Griner. We're going to try our hardest to get her home or do the trade or whatever. And it's just, it's a situation where we failed her in a sense of not treating her as highly as we should to get her back as soon as possible because and and not to any other athletes discredit but and it ain't their fault because if it was lebron hell yeah lebron would have been back over here in oh. less than five days I let alone 200. no boys hey less than two <laughs> but, you but that, ain't, LeBron. that that ain't lebron fault same thing yeah. with steph curry or who who's another notable player that everybody just anybody loves? bro john, john moran yeah anybody like if that. it was any notable player that people just naturally like or just well-known in the United States feels anybody else of that high caliber. Serena Williams, just to give another woman example. If this was Serena Williams, Serena would have been back in less than a week. So we failed Brittany Griner and we failed the WNBA with this because it's just continuing to show that they're not treated like the all-star athletes they should be treated like. And, you know, I have to put some blame on, on Joe Biden as well because I don't think he took this seriously enough, early enough. When it first was being reported that she was over there, he wasn't saying let's get her back like he is now. We're starting to hear him over the last couple of months say, okay, uh, let's talk about some trades. Okay, let's actually try to get her back. Okay, let's write to Russia. But it was too late. It was already four months in, and then Joe Biden wanted to intervene. He should have already intervened when it was in the second month when all of the reports were already coming out that she was over there getting treated unfairly, bro. So we got to put blame on him because, once again, to your point, if it was somebody bigger, way more high profile, they would have been back way quicker than that, bro. You would have been demanding to have them back in this country way quicker than that, bro. But you bullshitted for the first four months. And now we in this position where she getting sentenced, and now we have to end up trading somebody for her. 
if it was LeBron James, we would have damn near waged the war. <laughs> <laughs> no bullshit, niggas would have Bro, they would have called it the LeBron war, bro. <laughs> niggas would have got drafted on purpose and everything. <laughs> no bullshit. Hey, no bullshit, bro. I, hey, I wouldn't fight for this country, my nigga, but I'll fight for Braun, my nigga. I'll fight for Braun. Fuck this country. I'll fight for Braun, bro. I got to stand up for my nigga for the one time, bro. I don't oh, know that nigga, see? but I'll fuck with what he stand for. I'm going to stand up for out the blue, bro. Hey, sign me up, bro. You don't even know what you're going. You, you don't know where you're going. You don't know who you're for the fight, but you just know you're going to get Braun. You are not a yeah. Navy SEAL. This is not a special ops unit. Niggas gonna treat it like it's special ops. Nah, you nice. so We're not, bro. I'm not getting affiliated with the military. I'm going over there off my own dollar, bro, just to get Braun back, my nigga. We can all go as a group. We can go as a family. We getting Braun back by any means, my nigga. We packing up and we getting loaded when we get over there, too, my nigga. We finna have the shotguns ready, my nigga. Assault rifles ready. Y'all better not play with Braun like that. This shit will be a whole different Braun war. That'll, yeah. boy, that'll be the funniest war in history. I yeah. <laughs> that'll be some crazy shit. Because that's the play where the world will turn upside down if that shit will happen. No bullshit. <laughs> the world will turn upside down. Nah, I don't know. Man. But definitely, hopefully, we get Brittany Grinder back as soon as possible. We've been saying this shit for... I don't know. I thought this would have been... The situation would have been handled by now. But we I thought this would have been done it. before the summer. Yeah. I thought this would have been handled by now, but we continue to talk about it six months later, six, seven months later. Hey, and I ain't, I ain't no Trump fan or whatever, but at least Trump got out somebody that we asked to get somebody out. You know what I'm saying? He got caught that black out. Like yeah, so he got ASAP, ASAP Rocky out too. too. Yeah. He, yes, you know what I'm saying? So at least, I, I like I said, I ain't no Trump fan, but he at least did that. Not saying to do this to appeal to the black yeah. people, but it's like, hey, he at least did what we asked. He at least did what we asked. Like, nah, I don't care about you niggas that much. So it's like, mm. but come on, and it's Biden. so crazy hey, about Biden, bro. Because you remember when he was on his tour, he was talking about you don't if you don't vote for me, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. He was saying all this shit, and now when we ask to have somebody out, a black woman to get back in the country, you bullshit. Come on. You was talking I'm all that at, shit. I'm looking at Kamala on. crazy, too. I'm looking yeah. at Kamala crazy, too. Bro, all of them, bro. She been, ooh, them. she been quiet. She been quiet as shit. There's no way you're a black woman. You're the vice president of the United States, and you're not saying anything. I haven't you heard can, her for two years, bro. I, I I swear, I haven't I haven't heard anything. <laughs> at least on this subject. On yeah. this subject, which she should be speaking up about, sure. is like, I, how, how are you not vocal at all about this? I don't know. It was just weird to me. Yeah, that shit crazy. Moving on to the next topic, we got monkeypox declared a health emergency. Yeah, bro, I ain't even gonna lie, y'all. We might get shut down again. To be completely really? honest with you, did this, bro? This monkeypox shit getting crazy. It's it's like four hundred cases in South Florida alone, and in Pinellas mm-hmm. County, we damn near at thirty. So you you got to be careful, bro. Tam- the Tampa Bay area, we we on a heavy watch for that before, right now. Before you dive into the specifics of the health emergency, dive into what monkeypox is and what the symptoms are and how you can prevent it. Like, dive into uh, that stuff. I, I don't really remember what it is exactly in terms of, like, what the disease is, but the symptoms and the signs, you're going to have a lot of, like, boil-like on circles on your skin and whatnot it's really gonna look like pox it's gonna look like a 
it's gonna look like chicken pox times four if that makes sense like the mm. those circles are gonna be huge as hell on you you're gonna have a lot of cold and flu-like symptoms you're gonna feel like shit and you're gonna look creepy as hell with all them boils that are gonna not boils i don't want to say that with all them bumps that are gonna be on you and you have to stay quarantined and isolated for like weeks for real just to hope that they you know go away and your skin gets back clear so it is some upgraded shit from this COVID stuff that we're going on that's going on right now. And everybody just needs to be careful, bro. Cause the numbers are rising to the point to where I'm looking at Joe Biden again. How are you not saying anything and declaring any public state of emergency? Like it wasn't even Biden that did this. Like it was <laughs> it was health and safety. And I ain't I ain't mad at that because that's their job. But it's like, damn, bro, we could have called this like what a couple weeks ago for real when numbers started climbing. But it says right here on the Washington Post, Health and Human Services declared the monkeypox outbreak a public health emergency today in an effort to galvanize awareness and unlock additional flexibility and funding to fight the virus's spread. And the health secretary is also considering a second declaration empowering federal officials to expedite medical countermeasures such as potential treatments and vaccines without going through full-fledged federal reviews. So they're trying to get out medicine as soon as possible without all the FDA stuff. But it's like, um, do we really want medicine quick as hell without FDA approval? Or are we willing to do the social distancing, letting them take their time and give us something that is FDA approved? Because you know how we was with COVID stuff. Before COVID um, vaccines got FDA approved, it was like, I ain't taking that. I ain't putting that in my body. And then when it got FDA approved, we were still like, no, nah, I ain't putting that in my body. So I don't even know what the answer is for real because I think people are going to have a problem with another vaccine either way it goes. <clears throat> so I'm looking here, and they say that monkeypox is really spread from skin-to-skin contact. They said it can be direct contact with monkeypox, rash, scabs, or bodily fluids, including respiratory secretions from a person with monkeypox. Or you can either have close or direct contact, usually defined as sexual activity, whether hugging, kissing, or prolonged face-to-face contact, and also touching unwashed objects, so in fabrics like cloth and bedding or towels, and surfaces that were used by someone with monkeypox, though this mode isn't as common. So it's like it usually comes from somebody that's directly had monkeypox that you either is contact with them, use use something after them, something like that, whether direct or indirect contact with somebody with monkeypox. And that's usually how it's spread. So it's not as uh, like COVID, like an air type of air vaccine or an air, what do you call it, air disease. But it's something that you still have to be on the lookout for. You still have to wash your hands. You still have to be cautious of where you go and who you're around because this is a serious thing i remember when the first case dropped over in california niggas was bullshitting with it they was like oh is this gonna be COVID 2.0 and here we are niggas wasn't taking it serious and they let this shit bubble up and spread now it's everywhere now because we bullshit with it i wouldn't be mad if it was a, a state of emergency or they shut down once again because but did that really help COVID though would be my question that didn't help COVID. When we what, shut, down. shut down, we continue to it, do shit while the shutdown was happening. That's true. It mm, that that's a tough question. It did, but it also didn't. I don't know. So you like, can look at it both ways. Because 
are, are, are does the USA want to stop with the like the money making industries like the Walmart? You shut down the Walmart. You shut down all these big businesses, and they had a big problem with that during the COVID shutdown. Oh yeah, they don't want to do that again. They don't want to shut down the big again, businesses. Bro. So once again, the USA is going to be real cautious of doing a shutdown for monkeypox, bro. It's going to be real shut, and it's going to be more so from a business perspective, more so from a health perspective of okay, we have to care for the people of the United States. They they really care about the big business. They don't want to shut that and down. We're already on the brink or if not already in the middle of a recession period. Don't don't get confused, y'all. Just because gas going back down, that don't mean things finna get back smooth or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But we are already kind of in that recessionary beginning stage. So if the country, I don't, I don't know if it'll be to the extent of COVID where the world shut down, but if the United States has to shut down again that's a lot of businesses not even just the upper businesses but the mom and pop stores that are going to take a huge hit that just recovered from the first day of covid that's like it's so many bro it's so many businesses that are just now getting back on track after that whole covid situation so if we were if we were to shut down again bro like we can't be surprised if there's a lot of people out here just selling their businesses or just completely bankrupt with a lot of their um entrepreneurial ventures so or franchising. So it, it's a it's a tough situation. I pray everybody just do what they're supposed to do. Social distance. If you ain't gonna wear a mask, at least wash your hands consistently and be mindful of who you touch and what you touch. Yeah. And they and they said that's one of the biggest things when you talk about how to prevent it to spread. They say recommend wearing a mask. They advise to use hand sanitizer. Uh, they apparently they said there already is a, a vaccine that is eighty five percent effective. You ended up bringing that up earlier, but a lot of people are still questioning if they want to go through with it or not. So I don't know, bro. But it's it's definitely out there, man. So definitely be mindful of it. Yeah. Moving on, we got a Brianna Taylor update. Uh, yes. Yeah, so the U.S. Department of Justice today brought civil rights charges against four current and former Louisville police officers for their roles in the 2020 fatal shooting of Breonna Taylor. Uh, and it says right here, the indictment notes that two officers, uh, I ain't, I ain't going to go and say their names and all that because they got weird ass names. But um, the indictment notes that two officers alleged Afidavi contained false information and misleading statements that supposedly linked Taylor to alleged drug trafficking and omitted material facts that the, un, that undermined the claims. So they're finally she's finally getting her justice due with these um police officers getting indicted. I don't know exactly how long they'll be indicted for. I don't see it anywhere here in the article at the moment. But um, I just thought this was interesting to bring up because it's like how. How? Why did this take so long? Yeah. When it was clear today that they just completely miss, they were misled and just did what they were not supposed to do, and mm-hmm. firing off like thirty shots, hitting her six times when y'all were in the wrong spot to begin with. Like it, it's just, it's a sad situation. It's sad that she's gone, but I'm glad she's getting this type of justice. And it's crazy because this felt like another situation that was swept under the rug. And I'm mm-hmm. so glad that we put 
George Floyd on a pedestal and we really pet our foot on the government's neck of like, nah, or the justice system's neck of like, y'all got to get some type of justice for that police officer that did George Floyd so wrong. But I feel like Breonna Taylor was somebody who we honestly forgot about. She got pushed to the background background because it happened so many years ago or a few years ago that it we kind of forgot about it. at the beginning it. of 2020 and when COVID hit, COVID took over, yeah. it took president over everything else. So it was easy for them to sweep it under the rug because yeah. we're dealing with COVID shit in exactly. the very beginning. So. Exactly. And it's funny because that makes you think of like, going back to like the sorry to bother you point. Cause I don't. If you guys haven't watched the movie, that's one of the the best movies I think about like the distractions of the world, how they can really occupy your brain from seeing like the big picture or the real shit that is going on behind closed doors. I feel like that's such a great movie and a great analogy for it. But I feel like that's what happened with the COVID shit when everything was bubbling up with the 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 killings, the police brutality type shit. COVID popped off. So we were just worried about COVID. That's the distraction. It's a, obviously a huge uh, distraction because people are dying and shit like that. But we're forgetting about everything that happened before COVID. And that shit really got swept under the rug, just like this Breonna Taylor situation. Once again, I'm just glad we put George Floyd on a pedestal. So we actually remembered him more so than Thanks. Breonna Taylor. But I'm glad they did get some sort of justice in their case because they did that girl wrong, bro. Definitely rest sure. in peace to Breonna Taylor to this day. Next, we got shortest day on earth. Yeah, so I thought this was funny. <laughs> Apparently, the uh, earth was spinning, I want to say, 1.59 milliseconds faster than what it usually does. It takes about 80,000 seconds for a full 24-hour day for the world to um, rotate. So mm. 1.59 milliseconds is not a long time. Like it, we we have milliseconds going yeah. by like literally every <laughs> second. But I thought it was funny because people were freaking out. Like the world is moving faster and blah blah blah. And we, which we probably should. Like if the world is moving faster than normal. I don't give a damn if it's one point five nine five nine. I don't give a damn. But I was just a, I was shocked by this because it's like hmm. What if it starts moving faster to the point to where we really feel the effects of the earth moving faster? You know, we always have these talks about global warming. And then, you know, they say Japan is moving like one to three inches closer to Hawaii, like every every other year or something like that. So mm. a pan, another Pangea could possibly happen in the next however many decades from now. But you got stuff like that on top of the fact that the earth is possibly spinning faster than what it's supposed to. I, I just thought that was interesting. And we don't pay attention to stuff like that because the timing is so far away from now. We don't think mm -hmm. we're going to even be alive for a lot of that shit. Yeah. What about the people who are going to be alive? Like what if Japan actually does touch Hawaii in like 75 to 80 years? Like, yeah, that's going to be some wild shit, bro. <laughs> you know what was a sign that this year or this summer was just so weird, bro. This is a new sun, bro. The sun is hitting hotter than it ever has oh, before. Yeah, this sure. is the worst sun I have ever experienced, my nigga. I step outside for two seconds, and nigga, I'm drenched in sweat. It, it is <laughs> terrible, bro. This summer is terrible. So we should have known from then that something wasn't right. Either we too close to the sun, shit moving too fast or something, because that sun is hitting us a little too different. Yeah, so this, I already knew something was off bro. with that shit, bro. We should have knew right then. Different. I've been living in Florida for goddamn 23 years. My nigga, this sun ain't never hit like this, bro. It ain't never hit like this. 
That's well. It, and it ain't no breeze or nothing. It's no just breeze. the sun just beating. And I think it's the humidity, bro. I, the humidity that's fucking with me for real. Because I'm used to the sun rays beating on us, but the humidity is hot and the sun beating on you. Like, that's that's just different, bro. Max. It's feeling like that dry heat. Like, that yeah. Texas dry heat. It's starting to feel like that over here. And it's like, bro, if you leave your boots out in the sun <laughs> for the whole day, like, bro, <laughs> I remember Easy told me that one time he was playing over in Texas, and he said, bro, somebody left their cleats out in the middle of the sun during the game, and their cleats started melting. And I was like, bro, what? I was like, I'll lose my damn mind. <laughs> we better play it at arena or something. It's a new song, bro. This is a new song, bro. It's a new song, bro. So like I said, I'm not surprised at all that we get in the shortest days because this sun hitting hotter. The sun probably right over our ass, right over the United States. That's how I feel, like, beaming right <laughs> down on our shit. Because <laughs> this shit ain't not. It don't matter what state I'm in, bro. It's the hottest that it's ever been. I was in Massachusetts a few weeks ago, and it was 90 degrees. But 90 degrees for Massachusetts is scorching. It's scorching. Like, they never get 90 degree weather. And they was like, bro, this is ridiculous. da 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 so it's like every city and state you go to this summer has been ridiculous, bro. So something is happening. Something different is happening. For sure. <laughs> and moving on to HBO Max and the Discovery Plus merger. So this has been filled with a lot of mixed reviews because everybody thinks, or not everybody, but most people think that HBO Max is the most popular or the best streaming service right now but some changes will be made in the summer of 2023 and so it's going to get replaced with the merger of both the discovery plus and hbo max but the problem that a lot of people seem to have with it is that hbo max is taking a lot of, of their original content off of the app and that's why a lot of people do not like what is happening right now because that's why a lot of people gravitate toward uh, HBO Max not only for the classic shows like the Game of Thrones because that will continue to be on HBO Max and like the Sopranos that will continue to be on but like the original series that a lot of people have gravitated to the original uh show series those will not be on there no more like the Harley Quinn shows or what's another HBO original that I'm not thinking of right now but HBO originals will not be on the app and a lot of creatives are getting fired because of this merger and this kind of shift toward this merger too. So the loss of creatives and the loss of content on the app is why a lot of people seem to be mad about Discovery Plus in this merger. Whoa, 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 whoa. We ain't losing love, Craft Country, are we? Possibly. We already bro. ain't. Nah, hell no. Nah, we already Possibly, ain't getting bro. season two. Like it's it's, it's gonna be a complete shift, bro. It's been like the only series that I know for sure are staying are the classic HBO shows that were on HBO a long time ago, like the Oz's or the Game of Thrones, the Sopranos, like I mentioned before. Uh, the the Euphoria's will continue to be on HBO Max. Like those shows will continue to stay on the Succession because that continues to get Emmys. But everything else is kind of up in the air. I think they said the DC will end up staying. The Warner Brothers, that will end up staying. Cartoon Network will end up staying. But it's more yeah. so the original content that HBO has been making in the recent years. I know you probably heard about the Batgirl situation. Yeah. Uh, that movie was so close to getting... Completely uh, shelved. Yeah, completely it got completely shelved. shelved. When it was almost done being made, it got completely shelved. So they're turning in a whole different direction at Warner Bros. and at HBO to go completely toward this merger. And it, it has a lot to do with the technical issues that we see on the site when when uh, so many people try to watch Euphoria or Succession on the day of the drop. 
We always have like uh, people get delayed. People get locked out of the app because so many people are crashing the site. They're saying yeah. with this merger, like all of the technical issues will end up getting hammered out and it will be a smooth process moving forward. But they're moving out so much of the original content that that's the problem that a lot of people are really focusing on. So I don't know. It's really a sticky situation. Plus, I think HBO slash HBO Max, like they're realizing you could do a lot of bundles with this too. Like Disney, Disney has the Hulu and ESPN bundle. Uh, who else has a bundle? Disney, um, not Disney, but uh, isn't Nickelodeon supposed to be partnering with Netflix or something like that? Are they? Um, that that was in the news like a year or so ago. Mm. So the the whole bundle thing that people can start doing now, like I I think is gonna play a huge part within the next year or two. And I think HBO Max, on top of everything you said, is starting to get into that because uh, National Geographic is on Disney Plus. So maybe Discovery is like, hey, let's let's try to merge with HBO Max while they're trying to do a whole rebranding, you know. So maybe it's probably that too. Yeah. Also, something else that was reported is that the the leader of Warner Brothers, his name is David Zaslav. He says that they are working on a ten year plan for the DC Cinematic Universe. So they looks like they want to reboot everything that we basically just seen with the Batman and with Superman once again. He wants to have a 10-year run, and he wants to plan it out just like what Kevin Feige has done at the MCU. So he wants to reboot that entire series once again. And that's why he didn't want that Batgirl movie to come out, because he said, we finna scrap all this shit and start from anew. <laughs> so they want to completely redo this shit at HBO Max with a whole bunch of new shit. I ain't mad at it, but it's like... This is this is just why, bro. This is why Marvel will continue to do it. <laughs> this is why Marvel will continue for years and years and years to just never stop because they're clearly just gonna be the number one every time. <laughs> like I'm glad I ain't trying to start getting in depth with watching that DC shit because now that they finna redo everything, I, I ain't waste no time. <laughs> I ain't waste no time at all. It's really. I just think it's funny, bro. And that's why this is why I'm more so frustrated with HBO Max because you were getting or gaining so much traction with viewership. It's like so much shit was going your way, even though you had the crashes on your site. So I think that this merger will help that. I feel like you can merge with HBO or with Discovery and still keep the original shit. I don't understand why you got to take shit off your site. And how that's helping the the creatives that are making these shows because now they're losing jobs, especially popular shows that were gaining a lot of traction there no longer. And I don't understand why the technical can't match with the content and why they both can't be, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a good marriage. Like, this shit is weird yeah. how you got to take shit off just to, especially because we just talked about it a few weeks ago with the like Netflix was it crumbling because they were losing a million subscribers because of the ad revenues and all of the password sharing and shit like that like we possibly are seeing the same thing with HBO Max y'all y'all fumbling y'all fans for real bro the niggas who were subscribing to y'all shit not just for the classic HBO but for y'all new shit y'all fumbling the fans for something that is so minimal in the grand scheme grand scheme of things so it's just weird, bro. Why y'all fucking up shit when things are going so well for you? I, I don't. I just don't understand. Hey, Discovery probably threw them that bag because Discovery Plus by itself, bro, probably wasn't making shit for real. But they said, hey, if we can toss HBO Max this bag 
and help them on their own um, programming side, we could probably, you know, make some shake a little bit better to help both in the end. But to your point, you shouldn't have to get rid of original content to bring on a partnership. Like, bro, this, this shit about to be HBO with Animal Planet and all that bullshit, the History Channel bullshit. Like, my nigga, let's keep the HBO shit. Let's keep the HBO shit. Nobody gonna watch that Animal Planet. Like who watching that? Yeah, oh, we we ain't even. I ain't gonna lie. Animal Planet was fire when I was a kid. I ain't watching that shit now. But oh, <laughs> we didn't even talk about the price. What 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 the price change? The price. Look like. We talked about that before, like a, a couple of months ago. How this dunk is definitely gonna go up with this uh with this merge for sure. Talking about being in the twenty range. Same thing we talking about with Netflix. So everybody was upset with Netflix getting raised, password sharing, and the ads. HBO Max will be doing the same thing very soon. <laughs> so y'all definitely be prepared for that shit, bro. Definitely be prepared for that. Moving on to movie and show news. We have The Joker 2. Yes, As a release date, which is October 4th, 2024, which will be five years after the original release date because I think it was October yep. 1st of 2019. Pretty sure it was 2019. I think October 19th, I think, of 2019. Was it? I think so. Let I remember see. it being I remember it being early October, bro. Because niggas early? was sliding on the first. Let me see. 19, 2019. Where I'm Joker at? Where I'm so at? Fire, bro. I gotta watch that soon. Joker one was so fire, bro. Oh my goodness. Oh, it might have been the fourth. Either the fourth or the eleventh. Oh, so it, oh, this is about to be the five year anniversary type shit. When the the second one dropped? Yeah. Oh shit, that's perfect then. <laughs> that's why I got it planned out like this. I'm excited for it, man. I know we talked oh, about yeah, it before. Sure. It dropped. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I know we talked about it before. So many people have their opinions about the musical aspect of this, but I think this is just gonna add a, a different level to this type of film. I think it'll be weird when you talk about continuity, but when you talk about this, like the the form of surprising nature that you can get with this film now, something that you've never seen before, I think it could end up knocking your socks off. So I'm excited for it. And Joaquin Phoenix is an excellent Joker. Like, other than Heath Ledger, like, we haven't seen a Joker this good. So I'm Mm -hmm. excited to see it. I'm just, I'm excited to see his performance. I wonder what the perspective is going to be. I wonder where they're going to, you know, pick up. Are they going to pick up when they left off? When he was in the hospital, like, could we? People really still don't know for real. Was all of that in his head? Like, was he really just in an insane asylum? Did he really break out the insane asylum to be joke? We don't know. Mm-hmm. So we don't know where this is gonna pick up from, and if Bruce Wayne gets a little bit older to be a teenager, like, it's, I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. And that's what I'm so excited for, too, because we really do not know what to expect. Like, we just get keep getting certain aspects of what the movie will entail, but we really don't know what it will be about. We know that Harley Quinn will be played by Lady Gaga, but we don't know how that will come together. Will she be playing a therapist? And that's how they end up coming together. Like, we just don't know how they will run into each other anymore. And this could be something that's so different from what we've seen in Suicide Squad or even in the Joker in a Dark Knight series. So I think this is something that I'm excited for because we just don't know what's going oh, to happen. Oh, and I'm excited for Lady Gaga, bro. Lady Gaga can act her ass off, yeah. bro. Like, I love Lady Gaga when it comes to the movies, bro. She fine. And when you talk about the musical aspect, who is going to be better than her? Somebody who is exactly. a known performer when you talk about a musical perspective. Exactly. Like, that's honestly the perfect fit for this type of role. So 
this shit works. And another movie that we're not so excited about, Eternals 2 is in the works. <laughs> there will be an Eternals 2. I remember the post credit scene was, uh, that was Thanos' oh, brother, the the, god. the the god of love ego, or something ego, like that. Ego, I think it was yeah, ego. Eros. Uh, no, not ego. Eros. Yeah, Eros. It yeah, it was Eros. He ended up coming back and meeting with um a couple of the Eternals, uh, Drago or whatever his name was. I'm not. I'm just not excited. I, I'm barely remembering. Yeah, don't try to remember the names, bro. <laughs> don't, don't try. <laughs> and what was the other post credit? It was when uh it was my man uh John Snow. What what is my man real name? What is his name? Oh wait. He had, he had a blade. The Dane Whitman. Dane Whitman's his yeah, name yeah. in the in Eternals. He got the Ebony Bland. Then we heard uh Blade actually his voice, Mahershala Ali, we heard his voice in the background. So he said some yeah. shit. He he sounded yeah. like a real black person too. I think he was like, don't touch that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. Oh, oh, he said, Are you ready for that, Mr. Whitman? He said, like, he yeah, said something yeah, like that. Are yeah. you ready for that, Mr. Whitman? I thought I thought he said some shit like, hey, don't touch that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they could really just skip from Eternals and just go right to Blade. Like, fuck Eternals. Like, I don't give a fuck about Eternals no more, bro. Like, I, 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 really I really don't. don't. Y'all blew me with the first one. Y'all blew me. I'm not, I'm not trying to see Eternals again, bro. It is really going to be one of the movies, again, where it's like, we have to see it just to see what other things connect. But it, it ain't going to be nothing we go back to, for real. And this is a movie that I feel like would benefit from a crossover, bro. If you crossed oh, yeah. it over with Guardians of the Galaxy, like I was hearing rumors about, then we can say, okay, you're adding energy to the film, you're adding uh, comedy to it, and you can still be giving us background on the characters with a nice little story. But if y'all just going to keep the story based around the Eternals, after we just seen that boring-ass film, ain't no way we finna see that shit again. Ain't no way. Box you can cross store in it too. You can yeah. cross store in it too because it was there were celestials yeah. in um in what you call it? Where, where were they? Uh, where all the guys be at? Mm, Olympus. There, yeah. there were celestials in Olympus, so I'm like, oh damn, those are like the same celestials that we saw in Eternals. So there's a way they could cross Thor over as a cameo or something like that. Do something to where we're not just watching the. <laughs> <Eternals>. <laughs> Kang or somebody. We yeah. we need somebody else, bro. We need somebody else in it. Kang probably wouldn't even waste his time with these niggas. Oh, nah. He'd be like, fuck, I don't give a fuck about these fake ass robot ass niggas. Like, man, let me let me go <laughs> on to some real niggas. <laughs> let me go on to some real niggas, some real comp. Oh man. Especially when the hardest person in your team, the Superman, quote unquote, of your team, nigga killed himself, went right into the sun. That shit blew me more than anything of that film. Cause now he's dead. Now all of the other characters, their powers just don't match up to his. It's, that shit is upsetting. All right, and moving on to past the ox, man. What you got for song of the week? Ooh, song of the week. What I, I ain't even gonna lie to you. I've been on my rock and roll flow lately. I'm gonna Word. go with. Oh, it's between Mississippi Queen by Mountain or Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. Ooh. I'm going to go Guns N' Roses. Welcome to the jungle. Man, I've been listening to a lot of Migos this week, bro. So, mm, what have I been playing the most, man? Take her to the room. I don't know. I feel like I've said this before on the podcast. Mm. Take her Take her is my favorite Migos song of all time, bro. I, I, I truly believe that. I think that's my favorite Migos song of all time. But I'm going to say no nah, for real. 
as my song. Yeah, no, for real, go crazy. <laughs> Yo, what was that on? That was on Rich Nigga Timeline? Rich Nigga Timeline. I told you Rich yes, Nigga Timeline sir. was my shit, bro. That shit's yes, still top three when it comes to Migos, bro. I love that album, bro. I love yes, that album. Yes, sir. That Cross the Country. Yeah. Move it. Bangers, it had that wishy-washy. Bro, we take that shit for granted. Them in high school, we I feel like we took them for granted, bro. Because they really carried us throughout high school, my nigga. When you talk about uh, sure. no label freshman school, year. Bro, everything. No label two, Baker's man, all of that. Oh my goodness, bro. It was so much they was giving us back in the high school days, bro. God damn. Bro, and, uh, people ain't finna they ain't finna um appreciate the Migos for real until one of them pass or until the me until the Migos are like in they like deep in their 30s, damn near 40, when they getting like I am hip hop awards and icon awards, niggas ain't gonna appreciate the Migos to like I don't think old. but now while they young, they ain't finna get that. I don't think I don't think they will be that type of group where people appreciate, bro. I really don't, cause I don't think a lot of people view them in that light like we do. I don't think a lot of people were hip to them like we were in high school, bro. That 2012, 2014, oh, they, they like, was, when they was in their prime, I don't think they, they was, was hip bro. to it. A lot of people heard Migos for the first time when Culture One dropped. That was a lot of people's That's introductions true. to that Migos. They weren't listening to mixtape Migos like we were, bro. It was Culture One. It was like, oh, Migos slide. So they don't appreciate them like we do. But we've been on this since YRN. Like that's what I'm saying. Since, Damn, this bro. is but, what it is, young rich young nigga. Come on, bro. <laughs> them niggas don't even know about that. Oh my god. Yeah, rich homie Quan on there. Every come bro, on, they was bro. different, bro. Niggas don't even but know we about that. The, we, I mean, we're in Florida. They don't technically call Florida the South, but we we're part of the South's culture. So. We we're hip to a lot of South shit before it gets everywhere else for facts, real. Like facts. you, like you said, like it be especially when it comes to Florida people. Like we'll hear Florida people way before anybody else hear Florida people mm. for real. But when it comes to South artists in general, we hear that shit and we grasp to it a lot quicker. It's it's more um it's easier now for somebody on the West Coast or up north to hear South people now. Because the way social media has advanced to where you're hearing a new person every single day. But even when we were in high school, nobody was on social media to that extent to where you just knew people unless you were just immersed in a whole different culture. Like unless you were just really on West Coast hip hop in Florida, you ain't no, you know, West Coast people that was coming out like that until they blew for real. And to your point, people ain't know the Migos like that damn near until Bad and Boozy dropped. And that's my point, bro, why they won't, I don't think they're going to get the awards later in their career, because a lot of people won't take the time and listen to that old Migos. And that's honestly some of their greatest shit. <laughs> their greatest shit is in the mixtape. I ain't going to lie, though. Every, bro, there's no way you, I don't care where you were in the country, there's no way you were in high school and didn't know Handsome and Wealthy. That's real, though. Like handsome that, and wealthy that's was that shit. <laughs> handsome and wealthy and fight night. Everybody knew them songs. Hot even boy if you was crazy know, too. Hot boy even was if crazy you too. didn't know who was singing it, you was like, "Damn, this shit hard." Cause with that ding, ding, ding. Yeah, ding, ding. I was like, "Oh yeah, this shit's on fire." I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. I can't. <laughs> oh my goodness, bro. That hot boy was going fire. crazy. I remember that some of that shit dropped, bro. Niggas was riding right in that car to that hot boy. Oh <laughs> man. Nigga, that, that, that takes me back, my nigga. That shit really bro, takes Migos, me back. Migos is fire, bro. Yeah. I feel like we got to be the ones to give them the flowers more so than, like, the award. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nominations and shit, man. 
they they deserve that shit because I know they they are in like a breakup period. I don't know if Offset will end up coming back. I see that he's releasing a solo album, so I don't know if this is a permanent thing where it will just be Quavo and Takeoff and then just Offset by himself. But if we could just appreciate that what twenty eleven to twenty twenty two run that they gave us, bro, eleven years of hits, man. You can't even lie. Culture three was fire. Culture I don't care what nobody. Culture three was fire. That's 11 years of hits, bro. And, and it's a lot of groups that can't say they was together that long, bro. Exactly. And, and was really hitting for real, like was making hits that long. And I, I be telling that to people, bro. It's like, you can, you don't have to think Migos are the greatest rap group of all time, but you got to get them their respect of like, damn, they really stayed together and made hits for a long ass time in terms of groups. Like that, that shit's not normal. Like back in the nineties or the eighties, groups was only together for what, like le- five years or less. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the Migos said, "Nah, bro, we we gonna be together." Like now, them niggas take off still what twenty seven, but Quavo and Offset, them niggas in their thirties now. So it's like from early twenties to now, you in your thirties, it's like, hey, bro, if y'all break up now, it's like y'all at the tail end at this point. We really mm. ain't tripping. Yeah, y'all just making music just to make music at this point. For real, for real, man. But definitely got to give my shout outs to Migos, bro. Cause them niggas is legends, bro. Right. Them boys is legends, bro. I, I I'm somebody who I agree with Eric with that. They're the greatest rap group of all time to me. But I'm from the south and oh, I haven't yeah, heard them more since. The, yeah. yeah, and I've heard them since 2011. So that's just me. I know a lot of people throw in like the the uh, the outcast and all that, bro. But 11 years of hits. Bro. My my favorite. <laughs> My favorite rap group of all time is Migos, but I I love Wu Tang, I love Outkast, I love NWA. Like I love all the older rap groups, but as as a younger person, I just I fuck with Migos the hardest. Like I just do facts, facts, bro. Like I said, but the experiences they gave us, bro, was it was crazy shit, bro. It was some crazy shit. So definitely shout out to the Migos. And moving on to upcoming movie and show reviews. Uh, we got to do everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, nope. Spiderhead. Avatar 1. Uh, what else is coming? We got She-Hulk, She-Hulk is coming out She-Hulk. next week, I think. Yeah, right? She-Hulk is coming out next She-Hulk week. She-Hulk coming out next week. And is that the only Marvel show for the yeah, rest Yeah, because the then after that, we got the Black Panther. That's true. So She-Hulk yeah. is the last Marvel show for the year. Hopefully, we end the year with a good Marvel show. She-Hulk going to be fine. Hopefully. <laughs> She-Hulk going to be fine. I think She-Hulk yeah. going to be fine, though. I think it's going to be fire because it don't look that serious. It really looks like it's going to be funny more so than anything else. And we're just going to get Hulk shit on top of it, which is why I think it will be fire because we're not expecting much of anything. The only thing I'm expecting is that Daredevil trailer, which is probably not going to come to the end of um, that cameo ain't going to yeah. the damn show probably. But the rest of it, we're going to get a lot of laughs from from Bruce, like, teaching her how to be the Hulk to her adjusting a life as a lawyer for other superheroes, we might get cameos of other heroes in this, and I think it's, it's going to be funny as hell. So I'm excited yeah. for She-Hulk. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. All right, man. And that's it for this week. We appreciate you guys for listening. And we out. Peace. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the Q&E Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And feel free to listen to us anytime on all podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Submit all questions and inquiries to q and at gmail.com.